0: Hi and welcome to Ear Tours American History. This podcast is to tell stories of American history as told by Doug McCormick, a tour guide and history enthusiast and co-hosted by his daughter, Brianna McCormick, who doesn't remember dates and facts about anything despite being told several times. We hope you enjoy these stories. Let us know if you have any feedback. Thank you for listening. All right, Dad, what are we talking about?
1: Well, we're still on James and Dolly Madison, but we're not going to talk about them so much as we are one of their slaves. Uh, there was a slave that supported them named Paul Jennings. and You
0: mentioned him in our last podcast. He sounded pretty cool.
1: Yeah, he uh, very impressive um, life the book that I'm drawing most of this from is called A Slave in the White House, Paul Jennings and the Madisons. And that book is by Elizabeth Dowling Taylor. Uh, very, very uh, informative book. Um, anyway, we'll talk about Paul Jennings and the uh, Madisons. So Jennings was born at Montpelier in 1799. You might remember that Montpelier was uh, James and Dolly Madison's plantation. Um, James inherited it from his father, uh, but it was the it was their their great plantation, their home, uh, still there today. Um, very impressive what they've done to put montpelier back to the way it was in the madison era but jennings is born there a slave in 1799 his mother is a slave she is the granddaughter of an indian uh his father is white he's a wait
0: sorry mm -hmm. indian as in native american
1: native american
0: okay
1: yes i don't know what tribe uh, you'd have to do some detailed, uh, there's, I'm not even sure that they've been able to find that out. Uh, Jennings found out from his mother. So there's not a whole lot of documentation that you could specifically find out which tribe, hmm. but, uh, anyway, so he's half white cause his father is a merchant, uh, named. They don't even know for sure it was either Benjamin or William Jennings.
0: Mm-hmm. So he's not black.
1: He's half black. Wait. His okay. his mother. Go
0: back over that again then. So. Mom. Well,
1: he's half white and then black and his grand, his mother. Her, um, his mother is the granddaughter of an Indian. So what would that
0: native american
1: or yeah native american indian um so what is that one sixteenth, maybe <laughs> we <laughs> don't have, have to get in. To get, we, we don't have, have to get into the I exact just wanted uh, to be
0: clear because you said half white and then i was thinking he was native american so he but he is he's black native american and white
1: yes mm-hmm. in some mixture okay. yeah and you're right and you'd have to go through the specific uh, mixture hmm. but he is treated as a slave is okay. the important thing mm-hmm. um now without we're not going to go over we don't have time to go over all of the specifics of madison um but matt during the time that jennings is growing up at montpelier James Madison is Thomas Jefferson's secretary of state. Okay. So Jennings is growing up. He's essentially is born and then is up till, till he's 10 years old is growing up at Montpelier. And that is the time when Madison is Jefferson's secretary of state. Madison and Jefferson, Back then, Washington was so oppressive in the summers that they wouldn't stay in town in Washington during this, like August, September. They would come back to Virginia and live in Virginia. So, I'm pointing. What do you at, mean
0: oppressive?
1: Uh, the weather oh the, the temperature
0: i'm, I'm thinking the, sorry i didn't make that way. clear
1: it, the the temperature and the environment in washington dc you might remember when we lived in virginia
0: no air conditioning
1: no air conditioning i see <laughs> so most everybody hightailed it out of town in the summer like from mid-july through the end of september hmm. i bring this up because okay jennings is at montpelier But he sees his master, James Madison, come back for two, two and a half months each year while he's growing up. And he also sees how much Madison interacts with Thomas Jefferson, who is the president. Hmm. Because Jefferson's place was Monticello. Monticello and Montpelier are not that far from each other in Virginia.
0: How far away?
1: Oh, what? 60 miles, something oh. like that. 55, 60 miles, roughly. In that, um, Montpelier is uh, just a little bit northeast of Charlottesville, Virginia.
0: Okay.
1: So. Um,
0: so he's seeing him come back, and he's super important. Yeah. And
1: yeah, and mm-hmm. so he's being exposed as he grows up to somebody who's the Secretary of State for the United States, mm-hmm. and people people would visit. Madison. Madison would go visit Jefferson um, during the summer, or yeah, during the summers. Um, Madison would go over to to Monticello. Jefferson would come to Montpelier. Um, anyway, Jennings must have impressed um, as far as his support uh, and what he did around the plantation there, mostly probably inside by that point, not so much in the field, that Madison, when he is elected president in 18, he's elected president in 1808, they, in March of 1809, he, Madison and Dolly go to Washington, D.C. and now they're the president and what eventually becomes called the first lady, but, uh, Hmm. um, but, the key point here as far as Jennings was they decide to take him along with them. So now Jennings at 10 year, basically he's like 10 years old, uh, is in the white house Hmm. and supporting Dolly and James Madison. The specific roles he had was, uh, he was a messenger. He was a dining room servant. He was an assistant to the coachman. There was a, French gentleman named Jean-pierre Sousson I think mm-hmm. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that exactly right but they he was known as French John who was he was the number one guy as far as uh, organizing the servants and giving out um, jobs to do so he, was, he so, was pretty high up there so Paul even though he's you know 10 11 12, years old is being given some pretty um, important jobs under the guidance of this of french john they called him Hmm. and dolly and james both start to appreciate jennings they're impressed with how he conducts himself okay so uh dolly by the way becomes infamous or famous Not infamous, but famous in Washington, D.C., because she hosts every Wednesday, they're called drawing rooms, where they're basically, you know, socials, where they get together and everybody who's anybody shows up at these drawing rooms. Well, guess who's one of the people supporting? Mm -hmm. Is Paul Jennings. Jennings is being exposed to now, not just being in rural Virginia, but he's in the White House and seeing all these people come in. He's one of the helpful servants. Um, He's hearing conversations. Mm -hmm. He's hearing James Madison talk. Madison, of course, is the father of the Constitution and um, one of the famous founding fathers.
0: He's privileged to a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, he's and he's soaking it up. they go similarly because of the weather they go back to montpelier uh, each summer except for 1814 um, when the british in the war of 1812 in particular august 24th of 1814 the president's house what we know as the white house is burned by the brits Hmm. so Mm -hmm. now the home that uh, Paul Jennings is familiar with. The White House, where he is supporting the president and Dolly, has burned down. So it's, it's a traumatic experience for everybody, as you might ex- expect. And Jennings, there's a famous story about Dolly Madison supposedly taking down a painting of George Washington from the White House and saving it from being burned Hmm. i don't know if you ever heard that story but yeah there and that painting is still in the white house to this day Hmm. but dolly was given credit as as getting that saved well she supervised it but there were two uh workers there that were the ones that physically took it down
0: so she she so
1: she kind of got credit for it well she she gathered up a lot of the silver oh okay that you know and tried to because madison had a secretary of war named armstrong who was basically worthless Mm. and armstrong told madison that oh you don't have to worry the brits aren't gonna come to baltimore everything's gonna be fine so everybody's thinking everything's going to be okay. There's a battle at, at a place called Bladensburg on the east side of the Washington metro area over in Maryland. The Americans get waxed at Bladensburg. <laughs> so Paul and others are in the White House and they have somebody in a horse ride up and say, you better get out of here because the mm. Brits are on the way. Oh, boy. So now they're they're scrambling to Try to save what they can save.
0: So she grabbed the silver and told someone else to get the painting.
1: That's essentially the story. And Jennings talks, he was the one that was specifically there and observed what happened to those guys getting the paintings out of there. Wow. So, but anyway, uh, Jennings uh, supports, still supports the Madisons madisons move into what's called the octagon house because the white house is now a burned out shell they're in the octagon house about two and a half blocks from where the white house is today they were there for six months and then the madisons move into what's called the seven buildings which is about six blocks northwest of where the white house is today Hmm. Uh, congress by the way was in an old it was called the old brick Capitol. um the the reconstruction of the capital because it was most government offices even though the brits were only in there about 26 hours every a lot of things got destroyed the capital reconstruction takes almost 12 years wow so the white house reconstruction essentially took the rest of the time that the madisons were uh in the presidency um so now madison leaves the presidency in 1817 jennings is uh, 18 years old when madison leaves the presidency they're madison and dolly they're going back to montpelier in virginia jennings is thinking of maybe trying to escape he doesn't necessarily want to go back because he's looking at it like hey i'm in washington i've made these contacts i've Seen how things kind of work, mm-hmm. he's thinking about maybe. And Madison gets a letter from uh, I think one of his nephews. Don't I may mean, yeah, have that. It was one of his family members that wrote him and says, "Hey, uh, some of your there are three of your slaves that have supported you or, that are thinking of trying to escape." By the way, oh, but anyway, Jennings finally decides. Okay, yep, I'm going back to Montpelier. And um, I'm going to quote from one of the pages in the A Slave in the White House book by Elizabeth Dowling Taylor. Um, It says, so 1817, so Jennings is supporting the Madisons, but it says here, And I quote, in 1820, Jennings was rewarded for his performance to date by being promoted to the position of James Madison's valet or personal manservant. And a quote from Jennings, he said, I was always with Mr. Madison till he died and shaved him every other day for 16 years. Wow. So... Jeff, Jeff, or, uh, Madison's in his post-presidency. They're living at Montpelier. Madison really doesn't leave Montpelier a whole lot, other than to go to visit Jefferson at Monticello, or but he never goes out of state or anything like that. He's hanging around. He's a he's a farmer, um, and he's organizing his paperwork. Uh, he's trying to keep. Out of debt from we talked last time or time before about his stepson mm-hmm. who almost bankrupt or did bankrupt them essentially and is an alcoholic so he's trying to deal with that um,
0: yeah that was two episodes ago
1: yeah two episodes ago so um, so you have Jennings as the guy supporting James Madison for all those years. Mm-hmm. So he gets very close to him. In their visits, when uh, Madison would, would go over and visit uh, Jefferson over at Monticello, um, he would talk to, there was a slave that supported, who was essentially the number one guy for Jefferson, named Bur- well, Colbert. They would exchange information and, and thoughts Um, Jennings was thinking so much about his freedom all this time that because he had learned to read and write, which was, um, not common for slaves, he may have started to forge paperwork like passes and freedom papers Mm. to free fellow slaves. So he was, um, he supports,
0: yeah,
1: he's a, he's a sharp guy. And he learns, he listens and he learns. Um, Madison, as I mentioned, uh, his retirement years, a lot of them, other than trying to keep, you know, from going bankrupt. And uh, he devotes his time to reviewing and organizing his papers, uh, in particular from the Constitutional Convention. Um, But Jennings finally meets a woman from the, um farm or plantation next door to montpelier her name is fanny gordon and Jerry, uh, jennings marries her in 1822. Uh, marriages of slaves at that time were not recognized uh, legally it was pretty much up to the masters on how much they allowed them to be husband and wife and family in in this particular case it was convenient because uh, Jennings was able to, within several miles, go visit her. But he essentially only sees her on Saturday evening and Sunday each day because uh, Madison would let his slaves have Sunday off. Hmm. They didn't have to work on Sunday. So, um jennings and fanny gordon are married they start it was called an abroad marriage by the way if because most masters wanted slaves to marry on 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 their own plantation Hmm. so that they weren't constantly trying to leave and go over you know and go somewhere else so um so eventually jennings and fanny have several children but doesn't get to see her as nearly as much as he wants to some things that happen in uh madison's retirement age 1824 there's a big huge visit in the united states by the marquis de lafayette the french officer who supported the american revolution it was a famous everybody wanted lafayette to come by and he can he comes by uh montpelier and monticello so that's a anyway jennings again, is being exposed to lots and lots of people, lots and lots of important people. Um, In 1829, Madison does leave Montpelier for a while to go to Richmond, Virginia for the Virginia Constitutional Convention. uh, For the Virginia uh, Constitution, they had a reform uh, um, conference on that. Uh, Jennings, at this point, now Jennings he's he's madison's guy Um, madison is almost completely dependent on him as madison ages and uh, gets ill essentially with arthritis Um, jennings is the one that's having to help him get dressed help him walk around Uh, madison's uh, hands you know and Jennings is very patient and supportive of Madison as he degrades, essentially. Okay. Um, I mentioned earlier, the you know, James Madison has having to deal with his stepson's issues. So anyway, Madison eventually, he dies in 1836. So now, okay, what happens to all the slaves at Montpelier since dolly now is in charge of montpelier dolly doesn't stay at montpelier she moves back to washington dc and in february of 1837 paul jennings accompanies her to washington dc dolly they have a house on lafayette square so if you know where the white house is today right across the street is lafayette square around the square That's where this house was. Um, So now Jennings is back in Washington, D.C., supporting Dolly. Um, He is not happy because it's even worse for him uh, family wise. He and Fanny did have five children. Uh, The last was born in 1842, but now he goes months Before he's able to see her,
0: real abroad.
1: Yeah, so you know she's still down in uh, you know next door to Montpelier, and he's up in Washington D.C. And he doesn't get
0: Hmm. he
1: goes for months at a time without getting to see her. Um, Interestingly, of their five children, uh, three there are sons that end up fighting for the Union in the Civil War. Oh. in 1844, Fanny dies. Uh, Dolly allowed uh, Paul to go back to be with her during her final illness. Um, but the day after she dies, he's back on the road going back up to Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Dolly is... Um, there's. I have two thoughts about Dolly Madison. One is what she did for her husband what she did for the country really in supporting um and and being madison's uh human side and all the the social activities that actually helped a lot of things along um and she assisted the later first ladies so there's a lot of good and she was very popular with the white population in, in Virginia and in Washington D.C. But she did not. She was. She was not very nice to her slaves. No. Um, and we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Um, but because of the problems with the pain and money, Dolly sells Montpelier in 1844. Now Dolly's even having money problems, so she lets Paul Jennings, she essentially rents him out in 1845 uh, to the James Polk administration, because they're in the White House. So now Jennings is back in the White House. Because he
0: knows what he's doing.
1: Cause, yeah, because yeah, he's got a great reputation. He knows what he's doing. Uh, but as you might imagine, he's not particularly motivated, because his, his wife has died, yeah. He's he's not seeing his children nearly as much as he wants to. Um, one time he goes back and stays uh, several weeks and Dolly gets upset with him because she thinks she can't find out what he's doing, where, what, what's going on. So Dolly eventually works uh, with Daniel Webster to sell, Jennings to Daniel Webster. Webster was the famous congressman from New Hampshire and and, uh, Massachusetts, famous orator. He, at that point, was uh, John Tyler's, or around that era was John Tyler's secretary of state. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, long story short, uh, eventually Jennings is able, after Dolly sells him, uh, Jennings works with Webster And uh becomes a free man. So by
0: negotiated with him.
1: Yes. mm -hmm. Go
0: for him. That's ridiculous. Um,
1: It was March of 1847. The first full year of Jennings' freedom was then 1848. Interestingly, also in 1848, Jennings uh supports 77 slaves attempting to escape there was a schooner the incident was with a schooner named the pearl Um, it was the first large-scale escape attempt of slaves in that portion of the country or around the dc area it was uh and Jennings was uh was in on the plot and helped help set it up so he was um all along learning and looking out, wanting to get his freedom, wanting freedom for other slaves. Um, Wait,
0: was he on the boat?
1: No, he was not on the boat because he's already free at that point. Oh, he's trying that. to help I think I've others. Heard about that story. Yeah, he's helping others uh, get free. Wow. So, uh, uh, Dolly now is aging she has supported the it while she's in washington dc she's actually a very popular figure in washington dc even though she's living above her means and doesn't eventually doesn't have the money but she supports us there were five administrations that the first ladies that came and and went when she was there back in washington dc that she supports the first ladies for Hmm. um you know julia tyler Um, others. Mm -hmm. So at that point, so now Jennings has has his freedom, 1848, and Webster sees how Dolly is um, suffering. So he he works with Jennings to have him go over and bring her food. And then Jennings sees how she's running out what of money. What does
0: that mean though, dad? What is works with Jen? So he's a free man, he's helping other people be free. But he's free.
1: he's work uh, even he is a free man but he's still in Webster's employ. Oh, I see. Okay. So they're you know
0: they work out a deal Boss employee,
1: go. but they are worried about Dolly essentially. Okay. And believe it or not, Jennings, when he goes to visit her a few times, gives Dolly some money out of his own pocket. (laughs) So the amazing part of this story is here's a guy who was a slave from the Madisons and was not treated particularly well at times by Dolly Madison. Eventually, feels sorry enough for her that he gives her money. Dolly dies in 1849... To show how popular she was, uh, they had a state funeral for her there in Washington, D.C., and it was the largest state funeral that the town had ever seen. Mm. That's how popular she was. Um, Jennings goes on to marry again. He marries a woman named Desmondona Brooks in 1849. He gets a job at the pension office in Washington, D.C. That was in about 1851 or 1852. Um he eventually marries a third time. His third wife is named Amelia Dorsey. Uh, you can spend a lot of time going through Jennings' family and his, uh, you know, his children, his grandchildren. He eventually dies in 1874 at 75 years old. Hmm. This, but what I'll leave you with is a few things here. in particular there is a picture in the a slave in the white house book and i'm gonna it's a family picture in front of the famous washington the family is all in the white house they're in front of the famous washington painting and i'll just read it here it says the paul jennings descendants pose under the george washington Portrait in the East Room of the White House on the 24th of August 2009, the anniversary of the day their ancestor helped Dolly Madison rescue this national icon. And it lists all the. So President Barack Obama, they, this was again 24 August 2009, um, invited all of Jennings' descendants into the White House. and so it's a pretty amazing picture mm. so someone who was a slave um, but all the support that they did and helping save that uh, his family was, was quite a number of descendants and uh, they were able to come in under uh, President Obama's invite and uh, pretty, pretty amazing when you think about it. It is so. and it's
0: amazing that he still wanted to help Dolly Madison, when she, she yeah. just squandered everything away.
1: Yeah, That's uh, I think you might remember from our our talk on uh,
0: two episodes the, ago.
1: Two episodes ago on the stepson who was an alcoholic and a gambler. Mm-hmm. Um, Madison would pay off some of his debts and not tell Dolly. <laughs> um, so that was where. Do you think Jennings, Jennings
0: mo- knew all the secrets?
1: He very probably did. Be, just to give you an exact one last uh, example of how close Jennings was to to uh, James Madison, and uh, again, I'm quoting from the the uh, Slave in the White House book. It says, "Paul Jennings, who had lived more constantly and more intimately." with the great man than anyone save his mother and his wife, left the only eyewitness account of the historic scene and employed the same candle imagery. And this is the death of James Madison. Jennings says, I was present when he died. That morning Suki, another of the slaves, brought him his breakfast as usual. He could not swallow. His niece, Mrs. Willis said, what is the matter, Uncle James? Madison replied, Nothing more than a change of mind, my dear. His head instantly dropped and he ceased breathing as quietly as the snuff of a candle goes out. Wow. And like I said, uh, you know, the last essentially five years of Madison's life, he was not in good health and Jennings was the one that supported him. You know. Hmm. Essentially he was his long term care person. Wow. Uh, if to use a term from today. So hmm. anyway. Well, that's um, a good
0: story. Paul Go Jennings
1: and the Madisons.
0: Sounds like an incredible guy.
1: Yeah, pretty amazing.
0: Well thanks, Dad. What's next episode?
1: Um I'm thinking we might since we had some technical difficulties on the F- washington uh we don't have those online anymore i'm thinking of redoing one or two of the washington uh Ooh, ones and then back we'll,
0: to the big guy huh
1: yeah and then after that we'll go to uh james monroe and the next in the line of the virginia presidents
0: all right sounds good
1: okay. thank Aww. you